0: good morning how many days till spring too too many oh wow well it's good to be with you this morning Um, I'm excited what uh, what the Lord is doing I got to figure out how to get into my own device here hey it works um, this, is, this is exciting. The kids back, if you dropped off your children in Kidstown, all of that is evolving into uh, basically its own town. Uh, so our goal eventually is to have that a kid's town um, and uh, just to do different things with it, you know, maybe have the mayor of Kidstown and, and all kinds of different things. But anyway, they start a new curriculum today. For the next eight weeks, they're doing something called Winter Extreme. Not saying that it's winter, but it's, you know, we still have February and the rest of January and maybe a little March. But anyway, it's a themed next uh, eight week event. And so they're starting that curriculum today. It's very structured and uh, it just teaches them, you know, obviously the Word of God and different things. So I'm excited to see uh, them develop and, and for that to grow and the excitement. The 180 students are helping back there and so that's going to be a that's a it's a great thing so we're excited about that so this morning i want to talk to you about something that the lord brought to my attention because we've been talking about unbelief we've been talking about getting in that place where you know we're just like the man in the bible said lord help my unbelief and so before we really get started let's say hi to our online friends god bless you it's good to have you with us as well and I know it's cold and all that stuff, but, of course, if you're at home, you're toasty, warm, you're probably in your pajamas, and so thumbs up to you. That's always good. So as we look at this, you know, here's what happens. If, if something, because we live in a society where we want everything and we want it now, if you watch a J.G. Wentworth commercial, they'll say, it's your money, I want it, and I want it now, you know, or whatever. Uh, we, we want all of those things now, so if it doesn't happen right away or as soon as we say we cannot, If we're not careful, we can drop into unbelief. But what's happening and why we're doing what we're doing, if you look behind me, what to do if you're stuck? Sometimes we get stuck. We don't move forward. We want to, but we're not moving forward. And what happens then is we kind of wrestle with unbelief because we don't see results that we want. It's almost like a diet that you get on the scale and the scale doesn't move any. And you think, I could have been eating cheeseburgers. I need this thing to go. So what do we do if we're stuck? So if we're in a spiritual stalemate or we're just like, I'm not seeing this. I've been believing this for a while. Now, if if you've had your car break down on the side of the road and you are any what mechanical or anything like that, you will get out of the car, open the hood, and you will try to see what's caused the problem. And if you can fix it, you'll fix it so that you can get on the road again so that you can get moving. But what we try to do is, is uh, we'll, we'll try to be Sherlock and figure out what, what went wrong. Why is this? Is it, you know, if I tell my wife, well, it, it might be the alternator, and she'll say, the alternator, what? The alternator, or, you know, how's the battery? What did it sound like? You know, and I don't know, you know, those kind of things. So we'll try to figure things out so we can get moving. But the bottom line is if we don't fix whatever is going on, we can't go anywhere. Somehow we've got to get some AAA help. We've got to get some help to get whatever is going to get ourselves on the road again. So if we're stuck in the spirit and we're waiting on things to happen, it's easy that we start wrestling with unbelief because we're not seeing that. So this is what the Lord told me. He said, you've got to get them unstuck. So I'm going to get you unstuck today. I'm going to give you three things. And so it's pretty easy to help get you unstuck. So no matter what you do feel... Did you know that a lot of things don't have to do with your feelings? Let's just do with the truth. Let's just grab a hold of what God says. Uh, you know, maybe you've done some of what we've done. I've been believing for this. I've done everything I know how to do. I've fasted. I've prayed. You know, I've uh, did everything I can think of. I've, I've said quotations. I, I've de- declared stuff. But I'm, I'm stuck with a capital S. You've got to start asking yourself, so then what's going on? What am I not believing or where is there a break in the channel? you got to understand this. We have to to understand that there's nothing wrong with God. So if there is a break, if there is a breach, if there is a disconnect, it's on us. So we just have to find out where it is. There may not be. Maybe it is just, and we'll get to it, maybe it's just a matter of time. Some things God is lining up. And it takes some time to do some of those things. How many knows if you got in debt, you probably didn't get in debt overnight? So most generally, you won't get out of debt overnight. You'll have to apply some things to start working. So here we go. What are we believing for? Um, What can we change if we do find something that's missing? I will say this, the same old thinking will give you the same old results. If you do the same thing, you'll get the same results. If you want something new, you're going to have to do something different to change the end result. The Bible says, his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God does not make promises to you that are impossible for you to reach. He does expect you, though, to get out your spiritual map And start saying, okay, God, what do you want me to do? How do I use the tools you've given me? So how do I find this? And am I willing to make the changes if he shows me something to get me to where he wants me to go and I need to get there? That's all what it comes down to. Are we we teachable? Do you have a heart that is willing to say, yes, Lord? Sometimes we want to say, yes, Lord, only when we like. Can you tell me everything first before I say yes? Have you ever volunteered for something and then go, oh, this isn't what I signed up for. I should have found out everything before I signed up. There's a lot of trust here. So we're going to give you three things if you feel stuck or you feel like I've just... When I grew up, one of the cartoons we watched all the time was the Flintstones. Flintstones, meet the Flintstones. They're a modern Stone Age family. How many have remembered Fred... And Barney or just Fred and Wilma being chased by Dino or whatever going by the same window five bazillion times It's kind of like the hamster you 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 get on the wheel and no matter how fast you run When you get off you're pooped, but you still got the same scenery and You're still like Lord. I need this to change And so we're gonna look at three things to get you unstuck today. Here's our first one pay attention to the ifs in the Bible the ifs in the bible psalm 119 if you will only obey me you will have plenty to eat the new king james says if you're willing and obedient if is a big word in the bible it speaks directly to our responsibility when it comes to receiving from god many times god will say if you do this here's what i'm going to do think of when you first came to the lord romans ten nine says if you Again, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The promise and salvation is if. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. That's how everything happens in the kingdom. That's an incredible if. If you're believing for finances today, you're believing for healing today, deliverance, restoration in a relationship, a job, whatever that is, what are we doing or not doing that could be preventing that did you know everybody when they say oh you're disobedient you know you can be you can be disobedient by doing what you're not supposed to do and you can be disobedient by not doing what you're supposed to do we don't like to think of it that way we almost want to point the finger i'm not like you i'm not doing what i'm not supposed to do but are you doing what you're supposed to do What is the if that we need to look at? So many believers want the promises of God. They're believing to receive, but they don't like any prerequisites. I don't want to have to do anything because we live in a society where it's instant. I need the remote for that. I want to cash in on what God says. And I'm not, that sounds very kernel, but I'm I'm meaning that to say because so many times... I think, I think it's been presented wrong. God is not a lotto machine. Um, it's not cashing in. It's just the, way, the right way to live. You know what righteousness is? The layman's term of righteousness is God's right way of doing things. I just want to do it God's way. That's it. That's all. We quote stuff like, I am the head, not the tail. But we need to look at the entire verse. Look at Deuteronomy 28, 13. Here we go again. If you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you will always be on top and never at the bottom. You have to listen, and you have to do what God is saying. One of the first things in the curriculum they're doing today is called Listen and Obey back in Kidstown. And when you're a kid, do you ever play Simon Says? Simon Says, you know, tap your head, rub your stuff. I, I don't know how that is. You don't want me to do that because I'm not good at it. <laughs> but if, you, you know, if I didn't say Simon Says, you have to sit down. Turn around circle. But if I didn't say, you know, back there, he's going to say in the beginning, you need to listen to what I'm saying. And when I say go, do it when I say go. Don't do what I don't say, just only do what I say. And all the kids, yeah, okay, okay. That's what his job is back there. And throughout the whole service, it's going gonna, it's gonna to say, disciples of Jesus, listen and obey. Disciples of Jesus, listen and obey. That, that phrase will come up. And the whole scripture is about who we obey and what we, why we do what we do. So I'm not back here to teach you kids Town, or I'm not up here to do that. But what I'm telling you is this is a great thing. Listen and obey. What are we doing or not doing? Check the if. Are you obeying his commandments? And people say, well, which one? How about all of them? I mean, no, I get it. I mean, I, I know you're human. And sometimes that's, uh, we all have failed and fallen short, and I get that. But I'm just saying, as a whole, are we trying to just do what God says? Are we trying to, I'm going to do these. I'm not doing that one. You know, so all of them. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8 are, you know, it talks about love. We're going to read that in a second. But are are you upset so you have unforgiveness and so you're just so mad at someone? That's going to hinder your prayers. So it's going to stick you or help get you stuck. Maybe not stick you, but Uh, do you participate in gossip? Are you, you know, hey, I'm not only I'm going to. And I'm, I'm just saying, it doesn't matter, pastor or not, I have to watch that too. I, sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have said that. Because it didn't mean anything by it or wasn't really, but then in other ways, maybe you did. And God is like, bing, Brett, anybody ever been there? Okay, so don't throw a stone at me. All right. So if we are standing on what he's saying, then I got to check the ifs in the Bible. Am I, you know, I have people come up and say, I just need God to bless me with my finances. I need my finances to be. And so here's the, here's the prerequisite. And I didn't even make it up. Are you tithing? No, I'm stuck. with I, I can't help you. Because the Bible says the first portion, the first tenth belongs to him. So we have to do that. I didn't write that. God did. But it doesn't seem to make sense in the natural mind. But I, I could buy a show of hands. You don't have to raise them. I can tell you the more that we are the barometer, we are the one, the measuring stick on how that comes back to us. And the more we give, the more God just blesses us. So using, you know, the the word saying, all right, then I'm going to do whatever I can because I'm never going to lack according to the word. Faith is believing before you see it in the natural. We believe when we pray not when it shows up that's mark eleven twenty four. 24 but there's so many that don't want that responsibility they don't want accountability um, but if we want to do the ifs in the bible we have to have a willing heart now if you're a parent in the room have you ever made your kids do anything it's much better when their heart is willing isn't it you will do your room you will clean your room up you will do those dishes mm-hmm. I remember telling one of my kids, and they will remain nameless at this juncture. I said, I need you to help me clean up the kitchen and the dishes. And the response was, I don't want to. I get that. I can respect I don't want to, because I don't either. (laughs) So now we're in agreement. I don't want to, you don't want to. But since I bought the food... I bought the dishes, I cooked the food, could you not just like help me with the dishes?" (laughs) Their response was, I think you're asking a little too much. (laughs) I wanted so bad to pull out like one of those waiter or waitress sheets. You had the chicken, the potatoes, that'll be (laughs) $8.95. And if you want to tip me, that would be great. And they quickly are like, okay, I get it. And I'm like, okay, just help out. I'm not saying you got to do it every time, but could you help me? And they, and they were good to do it. But it is so much better when the dishes, you're like, okay, I got to ask one of the kids to do the dishes and you go in and they're already doing them because they're, yeah, Jesus is in the house. What? Elizabeth. And you're like, What? Because they were willing, either that or they want something. (laughs) All the parents are like, oh, I got that. (laughs) But a willing heart. It's important to the Lord. If you're willing, are you teachable? Is it your way the highway? What if God has a better way and he wants to show you? You can do this and eliminate this step. It's taking too much. What if you did this and God shows you something? Then can you be taught are you willing to change? Are you willing, if God says, I need you to go over and pray for this person, I need you to lay hands on them, I need you to do this, are you willing to say, oh, okay? It doesn't mean you're comfortable. I, I was in McDonald's one time, and there's guys in front of me. And I, the best I could say, I mean, there wasn't my, my, uh, Choice of attire. I mean, you know, it was just different hairstyle and all that. I mean, I'm not saying it was terrible, and I'm not saying it looked bad. It doesn't really matter if that's what they want. Okay. But, I mean, they just, it, they had the appearance of rough. Does that make sense? You know, the appearance of, are you talking to me? You know, kind of thing. And I remember the Lord speaking to me, and I mean, they were they were pushing each other in line, having fun, and, you know, some of what they are talking about was not really great, and they're like, man, we're going to do this. We're going to, you know, and I'm standing there lying. And this is what the Lord says to me. I want you to buy their breakfast. And I said, that's a good one. Yeah. And, he, and he said it again. And I'm like, oh, man. Well, how am I going to do that? I am not comfortable doing that. I mean, what am I going to say? Hey, yo, Spike. I got your grub. Rub-a-dub-dub. Hey. So you know, I I just walk up, weed my way, and be. And one guy's like, "What you doing?" You know, and I walk up there and said, "Hey, listen, I got their food." And they're all like, "What?" You know, and I said, "I got their food." And so the guy goes, "One of the guys. Th- this is the inference. What's in it for you?" And I said, "Just trying to do what God wants." I said, "I'm supposed to tell you this, so I'm going to tell you. I'm paying for your food." god loves you and the guy just looked at me like what? and the one guy's like hey yeah <laughs> so i bought their i bought their food i ended up that day because i didn't have enough money with me getting anything but just like a coffee i don't even know if i got a hash brown so it's not always going to be but are you teachable will you do something if he says i want you to do this is your heart willing Isaiah 119, this is an if. If you, only, if you will only obey me, you will have plenty to eat. Now, I didn't get any McDonald's that morning. But God has always taken good care of me. So, how we do what we do is our choice. We make up our mind to choose God's way. God, how do you want me to do this? If we're willing and obedient it will work well in our lives. We'll have prosperity, we'll have fullness, we'll have health. If we are disobedient, things don't always go so well. Now, let me, let me, pre, let me say this. Here's a disclaimer. So, Brett, are you saying that if stuff is going on in our life that we're disobedient? That's not what I'm saying. So, if you're being challenged, that could mean you're doing everything right, and the enemy's just like, he's upset about it, and so he's just trying to make a mess on things. So I get that. What I'm saying is, you know, if you're disobedient, you don't have the peace you know you need. Period. You're fighting the battle within. And I'm just saying, because of that, other things are going to suffer. But if you're, if you're challenged, doesn't mean you're being disobedient. It just, you know, I'm not saying that. It just simply means you've got to exercise your authority. I'm going to take charge of where the Lord wants me to take charge. If you're spiritually stuck then you've got to say, God, show me where, what I need to do. What do I need to do to get this unstuck, to get this to where I need to be? Exodus 15, 26, here's an if to consider if you need healing. He said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in whose sight? His sight, obeying his commands and keeping a portion of his decrees, all of his decrees, I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, because I'm the Lord that heals you. You see, there's a, those are some major ifs. It is important for you and I to listen. If you've been seeing the same scenery, I'm just asking you to check some things out. It could be just timing, it could be just the enemy fighting against you. You know, Daniel, they, they got the prayer as soon as he prayed, but for 21 days, he was in a battle with the enemy. So, I'm not here to judge you. I'm just saying, if you're stuck, let's look at some things. Let's just start saying, okay, God, what do I do and how do I do it? If I will diligently listen, that's what the New King James says. I put listen carefully because the New Living, that's the way it says it. I have to listen carefully diligently in other words make i gotta listen on purpose have your parents when you were growing up ever said listen to what i'm telling you to do sometimes we'll find little escape clauses if they weren't specific i was classic for that mom would say stuff like i don't want you climbing ...those trees or that, you know, stay out of trees. But I was like, well, you weren't specific on which one. You know, or whatever. So listen carefully. I want to walk in his blessings. So I'm not telling you to listen once a week. I'll I'll listen every month or every first Wednesday. Only on Sundays when I listen. No, God is, that's why Paul says, I have to do this daily. Because if we don't listen to the Lord daily, he is our daily bread then we start listening to our ourself and our flesh and we get we start drifting and we don't even know it because we're not listening and god is saying i want to plug into you i want you to plug into me i want us to stay connected every day here's our second thought it's all about love Again, I'm just using Kidstown as an example. They have four four rules back there. Love God, love people, do your best, have fun. That's their four rules. And we are in the process of getting four banners that will be on the wall as you walk back to Kidstown that just say that. Love God, love people, do your best, have fun. Do you understand that love is a big deal to God? For God so loved the world. He sent his son. Love is what this is all about. God is what? He is love. He loves people. People are the true riches. If you don't love, then you are not one of God's people. I will not love people. You're going to have a hard time getting along with God. We have to get our mind and our actions off ourselves and take love to the next level. That's not always going to be easy because that means you got to be friends or be friendly or buy somebody breakfast that's like i don't know if we get along but do you know you can always have something in common no i didn't have my hair spiked no i didn't have my hair purple no i didn't have studs around my wrist no my name wasn't spike i wasn't wearing a leather jacket yo i wasn't doing all of that i look like mr rogers with you know a weight problem so you're gonna have to get and say god but you so loved Maybe they don't act like you. Maybe they don't talk like you. Maybe they don't dress like you. It doesn't matter. God still loves them, period. Maybe they're mixed up and they think, oh, there's an alternate lifestyle. You, you can be a man today and a woman tomorrow. That's not in the Bible. But you still got to love them. They still need to be welcome. Now I don't have anything about getting into I, that's God's rules about that, but I still have to love them because that's His rule about that. He's got to get that revelation in there. I just have to be the best light I can be without judging. Somebody say Amen to that. Galatians five six says when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there's no benefit being circumcised around. So not whether you know Jew or Gentile. It's, this is He's just saying. You want God, you're his people. You have to love. Faith expressing itself in love. Faith worketh by love. That's what King James says. So if you've been stuck, you got to check your love walk. Maybe there's somebody at the office that just irritates the snot out of you. Maybe there's somebody at school that you're just like, Oh, Jesus, just touch them till their eyes pop out. I mean, there's, I mean, there's people you're just like, oh, help me, Jesus. You don't want to say it, but it's just like, ah, oh, it's like petting a cat backwards. No matter what I say, they've done it better. No matter what I do, they call me names. It doesn't matter if I'm nice to them. They take advantage of that. You got to love. Do you understand they didn't crucify Jesus because they loved him? They were threatened because he was different. And he had answers. Did you know that love is so important? It's a prerequisite for promotion. We need it. We go back and, you know, we have all kinds of students in 180, 180s flourishing, great. We've got great helpers, great students. And there's kids that come from all different kinds of, you know, maybe they're Their life at home isn't like maybe your kid's life. And, you know, your kid's life might be solid. They come from a good household. Mom and dad are there and both saying I love you every night and all that. Some kids are coming where that's not happening. They want it to happen. So what do we do? We have to love them. We just have to love them. If you're keeping a record of wrongs, I've had people, have, I've, I've known people that have done that. You've hurt me 53 times. Oh, I didn't know you were keeping track. Well, I am. Do you know that's wrong? You're going to have to love them, you're going to have to give some things to the Lord. It's kind of difficult. Well, let's be honest. Sometimes it is really difficult. And it, it's going to take some practice. But did you know that the reward outweighs the pain it takes to practice? It's much better to just have a heart that's clean. I, I can't do anything. If, if, well, Brett, I've told them. I forg- They still are mad at me. They won't speak to me. Let God deal with them on that. You are free As if you love. And you're not egging stuff on or badgering or sticking. How many know what I'm talking about? You just get your hands off of it. Most of us want to obey the, the second greatest commandment. It's not always as easy. We've got to get ourselves back because it's easy to that to slip up. How do we get there? I mean, how do, how do we not love? Somebody might have stabbed you in the back. Somebody hurt you. Somebody walked away. Somebody did this. Somebody did that. Maybe you spend too much time with a bunch of people. They're good people, but they're very negative. And so that eventually rubs off on you i you know if you want to want to tell me your future i can see tell me your five friends that you hang out with wouldn't take me long to tell you in the next few years i can tell you the road you're heading just because of the friends you hang out with doesn't mean they're bad people but if they're consistently negative people they're people with bad habits people with ill morals or whatever that's not good because that stuff rubs off I sent my kids, my kids were homeschooled most of their life. They went to private school a few times. And Mallory, you know, she was a cheerleader. She was an exceller. In other words, she just excelled. And this is what people said, are are you afraid if you put them in where all these other students will be there that they'll get conformed? No, this is my idea. When I put her in school, I figured she would be the one to change them. Because that's how strong she was. We have to be... The change agents for the Lord. Do you know that you're the light? You're the only Jesus that some of your neighbors will see. What what are you doing? God, show me the ifs that I need. What would it take? I'm just saying this is real life stuff. We've been in different places. Kim and I, we've lived in different places all through ministry. One place we were renting and we were living there. The neighbor didn't love God. I mean, he knew God existed. But he didn't really care And he knew that I was uh, going into ministry. I hadn't even been in ministry yet, but he knew I was very uh, much a faithful person in church and all that. And I was getting ready to go into ministry. And he didn't want to talk about God or anything. So I didn't talk to him about God that way. I say, I didn't talk to him about God that way. I say, I didn't talk to him about God that way. I showed him. That's what I did. He didn't want to hear words. He'd heard words a lot. So every time I cooked out on my grill, and if you know me, I like cooking out. It's one of the reasons I love Rick Gatrell. He was in first service. Man, that guy grills all the time. But I was always cooking burgers or something. Mid, middle of winter in December, I'm out on the grill. <laughs> but I would always make him a burger. I'd make one for him and his wife. I can't tell you how many burgers I, I sent over there, and, I, and I'll, just, I'll make up a name. I'll say, Harry, hey, I was cooking on the grill. Made you a couple burgers. I got to go. See you. He'd be like, Thanks. Because every dude I know loves to eat. So he'd be like, Thanks. And so if I'm out on the grill, I could even hear him over there. He goes, Hey, you cooking out? I'd be like, Yeah, I'll be over in a little bit. Oh, you don't have to do that. Like mine medium well. Okay. You know, but before we left there, I got to lead him to Jesus. Because that's what light does, it uncovers darkness. It is amazing if you'll follow the ifs of the Bible. The great news is this. If you're saying, you know what, I'm stuck and I've been hurt. I'm holding bitterness. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. This can be fixed. That's the good news. You can fix it. You can make choices. The worst thing you can do is stay in that situation. I choose not to forgive. I choose to be bitter. I choose to then you're going to stay stuck, and you, you won't get the blessings of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8 says this. You can put it on a 3 x 5 card. You can put it on your mirror when you're shaving, brushing your teeth. Uh, put it on a sticky note on your car. Don't read it while you're driving. Wait till you're at a stoplight or something. Say it out loud, though. It says, uh, love is patient and kind. It's not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable keeps no record of being wronged, does not rejoice about injustice, rejoices whenever the truth wins out, never gives up. Love never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy, speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. So, you know, when you make a decision, a quality decision, that's just one that you can't turn back from. I'm going to choose to love. In other words, if there's that family member that's just like, oh, I'm telling you. Just choose to love them. It might not mean sitting at the table with them. You know, like maybe just sit besides Uncle Alfred instead of them, if that irritates you. But treating them nicely, no matter what they... You are not basing your response on how they respond to you. You're going to love them no matter what. You might have to bite your tongue. You might have to say... "Oh." You know, do whatever it takes, but then obviously be truthful. I'm not saying tell them any lies or anything like that. But I just want you to be a loving person. But God, it's a command from God. If you want to take it to the next level, you have to be patient and kind. Believe the best in others. All of those things we just read. One of these days, if you do that, especially in this, you'll look back and go, I'm not stuck. This is awesome. Here's number three. We'll move right, right to the last one. Rest in the Lord. Remember this. When we work, he rests. When we rest, he works. How many times do we want to help God out? Now, before you're like, oh, Abraham tried it. I don't want to wait 25 years for a kid. Let me help you out here, God. We're, what can we do better than God? But we do have a part to play. James 1.4, so let it grow. For when our endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. New King James says, let patience have its perfect work, lacking nothing. In a world that survives and thrives on instant gratification, having patience is hard. There's, isn't there a law now you, you're not allowed to even be on your phone, cell phone, in the car I think we were talking about that. Is that true? You're not supposed to. But have you looked? And I'm guilty of it. I got to, I got to, like, we, I'm like, I need to, I don't text and drive, but I have called, and I'm like, oh, that's illegal. I got to, one thing I like about Ron, Ron's back, well, wherever Ron's at, Ron was here. So, anyway, like, I'll call him if he's driving, it comes up, I'm driving, something, 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 I'll call you when I get to my destination cool i'm like i need to do that so he goes through all that stuff but what i'm saying is how many times do we we're not patient i i was at a light the other day and the arrow turned green and the guy in front of me he's got his head down pretty sure he's not sleeping what are the chances that he's doing this and after like 10 seconds i went and then he he looks up and he goes and I get through the light and the guy behind me doesn't get to because the light's already changed. And I know he's like, Newman! Patience! I felt almost bad for Tooten because I thought, how many times have I done that at a stop light? And Kim will say, are you texting? And I'm like, I was stopped. I was at a... Now I guess, now the secret's out so I can't do that anymore. There was a poster once that said, give me patience and I want it now. If we wait more than two minutes at the drive-thru at McDonald's, we get upset. can't believe this has taken so long. Yet, patience is one of the fruit of the Spirit. And we should ask and, and want it and walk in it daily. God never calls us to do anything we can't do or anything that's not for our ultimate benefit. So there's not any excuses. And... We need him to accomplish the dreams and desires he's given us. But some of those are going to take some time. Here's the truth. Faith doesn't work without patience. I'm going to say it again. Faith doesn't work without patience. Now, the greater your faith is, sometimes the quicker patience uh, things happen. Things manifest. Your faith is great. Sometimes we get instant things. You know, we're praying for this, we got an instant healing. Other times, we walk it out in faith. How many have ever done that? And then every minute, every hour, things just happen. It gets better and better and better. I get that. So we have to to put both of these together. We have to increase, I'm going to call this Bible patience, so the things that you're believing for. Because if you get into the Word of God... In other words, Lord, I'm believing for this relationship to be restored, or I'm believing for this, or I'm believing for that. Then get into the Word and stay on what the Word says. Now, when it comes to other people, other people have a will. How many know that? They've got to follow that will. They've got to follow God. They've got to do those kind of things as well. But you have to stay there until what you're praying for shows up because you believed you received when you prayed, according to Mark eleven twenty four. 24 with faith you get started with patience it's done now listen to how i'm saying that with faith you get started with patience it's done so i'm praying in faith so as far as i'm concerned it's done i'll wait a minute a day a month it doesn't matter it's done our house is for sale right now and i've had people come up and go did you sell your house yet and i said yes they said who bought it i said i don't know i haven't met them yet and they look at me like you are a nut okay what's new But but again, in my world, in the world that I believe, as far as what the Bible says, it's done. Because when we bought the house, the day that I bought the house, Scott's in the back. The day that we were moving in that house, I said, I'm going to live here for a season. And I'm going to move back to the country. And so we've talked about it. He goes, you told me that the day we moved in. I said, I know I did. Here's here's the thing. We have to, God, what what do you want? That's all I want. Now, maybe what I'm wanting and what you're wanting are two different things. My path might be not the same as yours or what he's leading me to do, but you got to, God, show me you are a lamp unto my feet and a light into my path, your word. So, what is it that you want from me? How can I do that? Is, what kind of patience do I need to have? Some things don't happen all the time. You know, season. What is a season? Spring? Summer? Winter? A bunch of them? I mean, how does that look? Here's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. It's done. Whether it's a day, a season, of that. You know, they say a day is like a thousand years. Or is that a minute? Or what's the Bible? A thousand years to the Lord? I mean, it's just so what to us is a long time to God, that's nothing. So I'm going to activate my expectancy. See, in the world, patience just means grin and bear it. Or just bear it. But that's not Bible. Sometimes you have to be cautious who you share your desires or your expectations or dreams with. Because some people are just like, oh, that's, that's nuts. But yet, what if God gave you those? I remember Kim sharing some things and... The enemy beat her up over that. and Sometimes he uses people to do that. The enemy, not God. And the Lord said to her, and I I love this. She shared this with me. The Lord said to her, because she felt like her hopes were crushed. You ever feel like that? And the Lord, it was almost, the Bible says, he is the glory and the lifter of your head. I could just picture the Lord putting his finger underneath her chin and picking her head up. And this is what he told her, daughter, get your hopes up. What is that? You know what hope is? Hope is the thing on your binoculars that gets the picture that your faith is looking at. That's what hope does. It's gets your expectancy. God, that's going to happen. You told it to me. Settled. Done. Bible patience is that force based on the word of God. It won't quit. As long as it takes. Turn to your neighbor and say, as long as it takes. I found that as I've believed God, according to his word for healing, the more that I've believed him, the quicker I received my healing and the quicker I was better. It's an amazing thing. I don't go by my feelings. I go by what the word says. I don't go by symptoms. I go by what the word says. Symptoms will lie to you. Bible belief in patience doesn't surrender to circumstances it doesn't surrender to circumstances can look not so good but if you believe in what God said that's what you believe patience just states again whatever is standing on from the Word of God it's not moved by the wise I'm just waiting I'm just it's going to happen it's done as far as I'm concerned and so that's I'm waiting on that to manifest Here's some things that the Lord, and then I'm going to finish this up here real quick. (laughs) I believe God for some stuff. You ever argue with God? I'm trying to get out of this light so you can't see how thin my hair is. So uh, that's why I'm trying to get out. Just being honest. Thank you. Uh, So, uh, you know, I was believing God for some stuff. I like the just gray thing. Good man. Uh, And so I'm believing God for some stuff. And I said, God, I'm, I'm just believing you. And this is what the Lord said. No, you're not. And I said, yes, I am. He said, no, no, you're not. Have you ever argued with God? Because it really doesn't work. Now, with your siblings, my, my kids would be, uh-huh. No, you are No, you are No, I'm uh. And finally, until one of them would say, dad said. If they said dad said, they'd be. Oh. Or if mom said, either one would work because that was the law. If mom said or dad said, boom, there you go. But I said, no, God, I'm believing for this. And this is, here's my whole point in this. Now, this is going to seem, I don't want this to sound carnal, but I I use this to help Maddie. You've heard about my deer hunting and all of that, and I believe my, this is, I don't believe if the deer's going to, I just believe when. So he's going to come, where's he going to come from? So Maddie wanted a car. And I told her, I said, you're going to get a car the same way I get a deer. And so her mind is like, I'm not going to shoot my car you know, and I'm like, no, no. I mean, the whole process. You're going to believe, you receive when you pray. You're going to put your hand to it. You are doing the what ifs in the Bible. Your blessing, your tithing, your you know, you're obeying those in authority. I mean, so you know, she. I said you're checking those things, and you're doing this, and you're sowing and receiving. Do you know that you are the measurement of how stuff comes back to you? According to Luke 6:38, you you decide on how the return comes. I mean, it can go for judgment as well, but no matter what, you are the measuring stick. And so I said, so here's what we're going to believe. We're going to believe we're going to find you a great car. And, and so I'm telling you all this in, in, in retrospect as, as I'm saying stuff. And even in my own self, when the and Lord said, no, you're not. And I said, yeah. And he said, you need not make room for it. I said, room for it. And he said, well, if you believed you were getting it, where are you going to put it? I'm like, well, I, I didn't think of that. And it's just like quiet. I'm like, oh, oh, if I believed it's going to show up, then I know it's going to show up sometime. So I told Maddie, I said, you're going to get a car. You're going to put your hand to it, and you're going to get a car. You're going to get a great deal. We walk in favor. And those of you that know, she got a car, she got a great car. She got a great deal. And so it works that same way. Everything in the kingdom works by confessing, believing, do not doubting. But I have to ask myself, Stuck? So what am I doing? Let's let's look at all this together. We're looking at the what ifs in the Bible. Is there something I'm not doing, or something I'm doing I shouldn't do? So let me look at those. Am I walking in love? Well, I'm nine out of ten people, yes, but on that one person, they're a snot. I will not love them. Okay, that's going to be a stucker mode right there. You're going to get stuck in the mud right there. So you got to get rid of that. Am I patient? do I believe it will come to pass no matter what the symptoms say no matter what people say what does the word say so if the word says that I'm good if you can ask yourself and answer those three things it won't be long and you'll be looking around going I am not stuck anymore things are happening now I'm kind of off the hamster wheel things started to happen let me let me say this and and I'm finished You need to ask the Lord. There's times that Kim and I have been stuck. So I'm not telling you stuff from like, I never get stuck. I'm, I've practiced exactly what I'm showing you today. And the Lord brought back to me an area. Here's, what, here's what's holding you up. So my point is, you could be doing something, maybe not even knowingly or willingly, but just ask him. I didn't, God, I didn't even know. I'm gonna be really vulnerable but there was something and I believe it wasn't my fault wasn't the church's fault but in the midst of the life of true life church there was a gentleman that helped us do some things at one time you know some construction things and I told him here's what I need from you I'll buy the material I need a." written list of what it would you know what you did and all that so then i can pay you i have to have accountability of why i'm paying you you know for what the job services you did he would never give me that list so i went to him i bought the material i went to him i said i would love to pay you but i need the the form i talked to you about okay never gave it to me Now, I think I should have handled this different. So, this part is my fault. So, I never paid him. And it bothered me. That would come up in my heart. But I'm like, he needed to do that. That's, that's the legal thing. And it was just quiet. I'm just, I'm telling you. I've never even, I don't know why I feel to tell this. But anyway, the Lord said i want you to take care of him i and i said but he and he said he was wrong i'll take care of him but i want you to release this to him and so i went to him years later are you with me so far like i don't know how many years a couple years had passed and i had said i need this and this and then you know and I even got back to him and said I went to his pastor and said could you please have him give me this stuff I would love to pay him nothing so I went to him and he was a he's a he was a big man and he, he was mad He said yeah I would I drive by where you were and I would see what the Lord had blessed you with and it would just make me mad because in his opinion I had cheated and I just ate crow I said you know I'm sorry I've given that opinion to you and I should have acted on this before and so he's he said I said I want to pay you the full amount and he quoted off a price which was in my estimation double because I'm like, that's not what, because I already paid for the, but I felt the Lord say, I said, okay. So I wrote out a check and I said, I'd like to ask you to forgive me. And this is what he said. Now, I, this isn't easy for me to tell you this. So I'm just telling you, this is what he said. He said, you know what? I can't, I, I am, I thank you for doing this, it takes, now I'm not saying this to say look at me, but this is what he said, it takes a big man to admit when they're wrong, and I, I think I was wrong to an extent, I wanted to go, but you never gave me the form and you still never gave me the form, but that wasn't the point, so I wrote him a check for double the amount, and I held up my hand I said are we good he shook my hand he said we're good and I said thank you for forgiving me and he said you're welcome I mean I had to listen to what a bad person I was for about five minutes before all of that transacted I'm not gonna go into that detail not that you need to hear it but my point is that was a sticking point because I was asking the Lord what i feel like something is stuck and that's what he brought up to me and uh, so we took care of that and you need to understand as soon as that was done something was broke something was released and blessings just went what if god is speaking to you and you've been stuck but it's time to get unstuck I'm telling you right now, you're looking at somebody that is by no means perfect, but we have a great God that will take great care of you, get you unstuck, get you on the road again, get you to where you need to.